Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Leon Logothetis is a global adventurer, motivational speaker, and philanthropist. But it wasn't always that way. He used to be a broker in the city of London, where he felt uninspired and chronically depressed. He gave it all up for a life on the road. He talks with us today about what happens when you make a U-turn in your life for kindness. Leon, let's start at the beginning. You were a broker in London at a desk job, and that's what lots of people do. So what made you realize that there was an alternative to being miserable? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, well, I, I stumbled across the movie The Motorcycle Diaries, which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara traveling around South America relying on kindness. And uh, that movie really opened up my heart to know that there was another way to live. Um, and that even though it was a movie, the feelings that I got from that film were very, very real. And I wanted to recreate them in the, in, in the outside world. So something inside of you sort of snapped. And did your family and friends think you were nuts? Or did they embrace this with you? They thought I was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought I was nuts. Um, and uh, ultimately they embraced it as, we, as I continued the journey. But to begin with, they all thought I was a bit crazy. And you just went with it anyway? Indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, it all seemed to work out okay. For three seasons you had a show uh, on National Geographic, and now you have rock star status, I would say, thanks to your Netflix series, The Kindness Diaries. Tell us about how that show came to be. Yeah, the good old Kindness Diaries. So basically what the Kindness Diaries is, is um, I took a vintage yellow motorbike with a sidecar and I traveled around the world from Los Angeles all the way back to Los Angeles, relying on kindness, but there was a bit of a twist. And the twist was that unsuspecting Good Samaritans received a life-changing gift. And how did that happen? Well, it basically happened because... Uh, again, I was inspired by the Motorcycle Diaries, and um, I had left my corporate life, but then I went back to my corporate life, um, and one day I was in Hollywood walking down the street, and I saw a homeless man with a sign that said, kindness is the best medicine, and there was something about that sign that, that, that pierced through the, the shield that I had created again for myself, and I wanted to really connect with people, um, and inspire people and be inspired by people. I, I, I normally say I wanted to meet the world because more often than not when you meet the world, the, meet, the world smiles right back at you. Not all the time, of course, but uh, if you have uh, uh, the ability to, to take that risk and go and see it, uh, often it, it helps. So I've got to say I was shocked by your boldness in asking for kindness. Was that ever out of your comfort zone? Oh, absolutely. It was totally out of my comfort zone. Um, but sometimes when you're in a, you know, when you're in pain, you can find your way out of your comfort zone easier. And I know many of us have, have suffered pain because that's part of being human. Um, and the pain pushed me. It pushed me along to go out and, 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 and see the world and go out and and do things that made me feel uncomfortable. Because, yeah, going up to someone and saying, hey, can you let me stay in your house is a little bit bizarre and not easy. What were some of the best reactions that you got from that? Uh, they 
some of them were good, some of them were bad. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, I'd say out of 10 people, nine would say no. And that's fine because who who, who am I to expect you to help me? Um, But you find that one person who's willing to help, who you can connect with, who, uh, and magic happens. And that's the same thing in life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't be friends with everyone. Not everyone's going to be kind to you. Not everyone's going to inspire you. Not everyone's going to um, go out of their way to make you feel comfortable. But if you have a few people that do, then then stay close to them. Okay, so I'm not even sure really how to phrase this question, but um, I feel like when people... Um, okay, so I used to be a TV anchor and people would call into the station and they would say, why does Nicole wear that color lipstick? Or is Nicole gaining weight? Is she pregnant? She looks fat today. And so they would say these things. And the more and more and more I heard them, the more and more and more I wanted to kind of curl into myself and to leave those people and to leave that space where those people could hurt me. How did you, having these people come at you again and again and again and again and again and say, no, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? How did you grow that thick skin? That's a very good question. Um, I guess the mission, the mission was to go out into the world and connect. The mission was to find my way across the world. Um, And I did my best to try and filter them out, to try and, you know, not allow them to get to me. But they they do get to me. Uh, they do get to me, they, and I and I relate to what you said about you know wanting to curl, curl up and just. I remember, I, uh, you know, so I've written a few books and you, I've got the show, and there are people that don't like them. You know, there are people that say really mean things, mm-hmm. and I used to read those comments, and I used to do exactly what happened to you. I used to curl up inside, and then I decided one day I was like, you know what, they can say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. A, I'm not going to read them, and and B, I'm just going to keep on going. Um, so you have to find like the, the, the strength inside just to be like, if it's touching one person's life positively, then it's all worthwhile. I, I, I wrote a book and, um, I had like 20 comments, comments on Amazon and they were all like five star, 20 comments. And then there was one comment on there that, um, they gave me two stars and said, you know, I really wish this was more from the receiver's perspective instead of the giver's perspective. And, and I cried Leon for two days. And my husband said to me, you are never allowed to go back and read any reviews again. So, um, and then I had a friend who does not, does not she's an atheist um and she sent me the amazon photo uh, a screenshot of the bible and the reviews on the bible and she said hey nobody likes not everybody likes this book either so you're in good company so <laughs> i like that that's brilliant what a wonderful friend i, I know love- yeah it was good perspective for me. Well, I was also shocked in the show that people ever did say no to you because I would assume that they would see your crew and the cameras. Did that help or hurt your situation? Look, I would go up to people without the cameras to start with because you can't go up to someone with like two cameras and start talking to them and they don't even know who you are. They're going to be like, get the cameras out of my face, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would talk to them um, and... Then if they, they were willing to be on camera, we would, we would do the whole process again. Ultimately, ultimately, the cameras helped. But there were many moments when the cameras didn't help. People would be like, 
yeah, you know, I don't want to be on film. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, and what I try to do, I'm not sure if you've seen the show, but oh, if yes. you have, you'll notice how authentic and genuine the reactions and the, the conversations I have with people are. And I try to do it that way so that they just forget the cameras are there. Uh, some of the reactions that ha- I, I, I get from people and people uh, give me are just genuine. They're, if the camera was there or if the camera wasn't there, they'd still have the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to have forgotten at some points. Exactly. My family and I watched, we're, we were binge watchers we, of uh, The Kindness Diaries, actually. We just watched, we couldn't get enough of them. We just soaked them all in as a family. And we had a rule that not one of us could watch an episode unless we were all together in the room. I have three kids and a husband, and um, we just really enjoyed it as a family. But it brought up a lot of conversations and a lot of questions. And my kids, when they would see you go to bed in your bike, in Kindness One, you know, with a with a sweatshirt thrown over yourself, they would say, Mom, why didn't he just go to the hotel with the crew? Where's the crew staying? And so I, on behalf of my family, they wanted to know, what did the crew do during all that time? And did you ever just say, okay, I've got to take a shower. I've got to, I've got to get to a clean hotel room. <laughs> Those great questions. And, and it, it really makes me happy that, that, that people tell me that they watch it with their kids um, because... You know, as a kid, I was I was bullied, and uh, to see it make a positive effect on kids is is very is very wonderful. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, the the crew stayed in hotels. Um, they like, for example, in episode two where I met Tony, mm-hmm. um, you saw me sleeping on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went and stayed in a hotel, and it's interesting because in the book, there's stuff that isn't in the movie. And that's because the crew in certain situations have left and there's no one to film it. So that's what happened with Tony. In the first paragraph in the book, there's this whole thing that is not in the movie because there was no cameras. Um, and, you know, however, however I wanted to go and stay in a hotel, I didn't because uh, I wanted to make it as genuine as I possibly could. I love that. And I'm glad that I'll be able to go back and report that to them because we were kind of 50-50. I mean, I believed in you. I believed you stayed out in the cold with Tony and in Kindness One. But uh, my my children were a little skeptical, as I believe was my husband as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I understand that. The heart behind the Kindness Diaries is really, I believe, what makes it captivating both your heart and the heart of the people that you visit with. Will you share some of your favorite or most memorable people. I know Tony really made an impact on me um, as a man who was living on the streets. And, and you went up and asked him, can I stay with you? And he said, I don't have a place to stay, but you can stay where I stay. Um, can, you, can you share some of those memorable moments and, and tell us maybe where Tony is today? Absolutely. So um, the most memorable moment was without a shadow of a, a, shadow of a doubt, Tony because, as you mentioned, I went up to him and asked him if I could stay with him. I had no idea he was homeless. Um, And he turns around and says, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. But if you want, you can stay with me. And he said he'd feed me. He said he'd protect me. And uh, he said he'd give me some clothes. And that's exactly what he did. Um, And he taught me a really powerful lesson, two powerful lessons, really. The first one was that true wealth is not in our wallets, but it's in our hearts. And the second one, simply that 
it doesn't matter what you have on the outside, you can still be kind. If you have a lot on the outside, you can still be kind. If you have nothing on the outside, you can still be kind. And how you show up moment to moment matters. Uh, and Tony inspired that in me and really uh, changed my life in that moment, to be quite honest with you. Um, there were other amazing people I met. For example, I met a, uh, a family in India, uh, in, in, the, in the slums of India. And uh, they were living in a, a tiny little place. I don't even want to call it a house. Uh, and they ended up uh, inviting me to stay the evening, the night. And the father turns around to me and says to me, you, you have to sleep in our bed. Uh, and that will sleep on the floor. And he, him and his wife, his wife was pregnant. And I said to him, I said, Diru, there's no way I am sleeping in your bed. You and your wife sleep in the bed. I am sleeping on the floor. And he turns around in such a sincere way and says, no, in India, guest is God. And I was, he, he was adamant. So I felt like I would be rude if I didn't take, do what he asked me to do. Um, so there these people that had nothing, yet they had everything. Wow. Wow. I noticed in one of the episodes that before you boarded a ship, you were shown back in your office. You, were, um, you had a planning board behind you, and you had the word pray on your checklist. And so you mentioned that, that this, this man said, God is guest. How has your vision of who God is or who he isn't, um, or whether he even exists, how has that changed after meeting so many people from so many different world views? Um, I would say that the greatest thing that happened to me was that maybe I was a man, a man on the fence when it came to faith prior to the journey, but I would like to consider myself a man of faith. Now, does that mean I'm a religious man? No. Does that mean that I necessarily believe in God? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there is a God or if there isn't a God. But I certainly believe in, 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 in the power of faith and the power of um, kind of just going out there and, and putting everything you can into it and, and the universe will... will, 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 will will give you what you need in some, in some way. I'll tell you a little, a little story. I've done a lot of stuff that is related to kindness, that is related to giving back. Um, and that, there was two times when I have done something consciously that has had nothing to do with giving back or kindness. I've turned around to myself and I've said, you know what, I've had enough. No more kindness. Both times, the first time I nearly died in a car crash, <laughs> And the second time, my boat sank. So I was like, you know what? I think it's a, it's a message. It's a message not to go down the road of just, you know, giving back or being kind or whatever, whatever it is you want to call it. So those two moments were lessons. So, um, okay, so that, that, yes, I see that as a message. And if you're not going to live your life with purpose, then why bother living it? Let's kill you now. But um, I get asked that question from people, and I'm super happy to hear, actually, that you've got to that point before where you've been fed up with kindness and, and just fed up with people. How can we translate that into our daily lives when people say to me, you know, I am kind to my mother-in-law all the time, and I give, 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 and she is crappy, 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 crappy. Um, how do we translate that? How do we get over that I give up? Look, 
at times, give up. I mean, you, we're human beings, no? Mm. No one's perfect. I can't be kind all the time. You can't be um, perfect all the time. No one is perfect. No one. And, to be, and when you hear someone that, that, that says, oh, I, you know, I'm perfect or you believe me or whatever, run as quickly <laughs> as you can. Because as, a, as, as human beings, we are imperfect. And if there's a moment where you have a bad day and you can't be kind to your mother-in-law, then so be it. Because you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But get back on the kindness wagon, as I like to say. It's about making a commitment to how you live in a daily basis. It's not about going around the world in a yellow motorbike and giving gifts and being kind and having people be kind to you. That's not the purpose of the show. The purpose of the show is really to inspire people to know that kindness exists and how you show up in the world matters. That's it on a, on a daily basis. The, the, the yellow motorbike, the big journeys are just a way to start the conversation. Because if I didn't do the yellow motorbike, me and you wouldn't be talking. Mm-hmm. But that's not the message. Mm-hmm. So since giving it all up in London, you visited more than 90 countries. What has that taught you about loving people who at first seem different or seem scary? We're kind of often in our own little worlds and anything that's out of our world seems, seems just too different. Thank you very much for asking me that question. And I will tell you that the greatest thing that I've learned on my journeys is that we are all the same. Ultimately, we just want to be seen. We just want to be loved. We just want to be heard. Whether you, I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you live. Ultimately, at base, we just want to be seen. And the mother in the Indian slum Uh, kisses her kids goodbye and sends them off to school. The feelings that she has in her heart are the same as the mother that does that in a a small town in Ohio. We are the same. And going out into the world uh, brings down those barriers where we're like, oh, we're different, blah, blah, blah. This person uh, is, is a different religion, therefore I can't be friends with them. I'm sorry, but just, just spend a week or spend a day in a, in a slum. Spend a day in an African village. Spend a day going out into the, into the world and, and connecting with people that don't look like you. And you will see that at base, they are exactly like you. Yes, there are unique little differences. But at base, they are the same. If I could teach that to every single person... It's just tr- it's a, it's a, it's a it's a truth. It's an undeniable truth when you go into into the world and meet people from all different aspects. Your shows, your travels, your life have given birth to several books and a multi- and multiple speaking tours. Um, tell us about your four books. Who are they for? How are they different? Sure. So so the books are Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, and that was, is around my journey across America on $5 a day, and, and how I was inspired by movies and by people to shift my life. Um, the next book was The Kindness Diaries, uh, which is the Netflix show uh, traveling around the world uh, on with no money. Then I did a book called The Mojo Diaries, which 
is available on Amazon and, and basically that book is about finding your mojo <laughs> because uh, from my personal perspective I'd lost it and um, I try and inspire people to through adventure to find their mojo and the last book I wrote was called Live, Love, Explore which is a book uh, about finding the life you were meant to live. Um, uh, again, I was inspired by books, I was inspired by people, I was inspired by travel. Um, uh, and without those people, without those experiences, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I wanted just to share all the lessons I'd learned on the road and hopefully in some way inspire you to do the same thing. You don't have to travel. It would be great if you could, but if you don't, it's still a way to, to find your passion. Is there anything else that you want to share that I haven't asked about? Um, no, I, you know, I, I just want people to believe in themselves, and it's not easy. Uh, there are times where we've been conditioned and we've suffered trauma, many of us. Uh, but if you believe in your own magnificence and if you surround yourself with people that believe in you, then magic can happen. Mm -hmm. Well, on a personal note, I'm inspired from afar that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just beginning my, my little kindness, you know, carving out my little kindness spot in the world with, you know, a, a little column, a little book, a little podcast, a little this, a little that. And I look at you and I think, how does he find all of the hours in the day? Because I'm doing mine little and you're doing yours big. And, and sometimes I feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. So we're, what do you, is, do you just have a really good team or, or what sort of advice can you give me starting out on this? Yeah, look, I have a good team. And also I started little. Um, and I, have a, I, have a, I had a commitment to, to going out into the world and to meeting as many people as I could and having as many experiences as I could. And if you have a commitment, then anything is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, history has shown that people can change the world simply by showing up and continuing to show up. Mm -hmm. Continue being you and uh, to keep working hard. And if you are you and you keep working hard and you have the commitment and you never give up, then nothing will stop you. I don't know if I've ever heard wiser words, Leon. Thank you. I will keep showing up. So I hope you will, too. I will try. Leon's newest show, The Kindness Diaries, is available on Netflix. His books, Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, The Kindness Diaries, and Live, Love, Explore, Discover the Way of the Traveler, a roadmap to the life you were meant to live, are in stores now. You can connect with Leon at leonlogothetis.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or NPR One.